Okay, so now I'll transition to some questions I got from some current pre-medical students uh, that I talked to around campus, and they heard I was doing a podcast and thought these would be questions worth mentioning. For, so for the first one, can you talk a little bit about how your studying habits changed when you went to med school or grad school? How'd the workload change, and how does it compare to what you experienced here at WNJ in the pre-health track? I think that um, medical school, I definitely... I feel like I spend more time studying and doing work than I did in undergrad, like just straight, like school, like just school learning. But um, again, I'm in my, pre, I'm in preclinical year. So uh, it's, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of science still. It's a lot of um, just introductory things you need to know before you start seeing patients. I think I do more work, but I don't, it's not, it's not um, more difficult. Like it's just, it's just, I mean, nothing's, really that hard to comprehend. It's a lot of um, memorization, uh, just a lot of facts, a lot of piecing, piecing things together. You know, you're going through, you're just covering, you're covering more material than you could ever learn. So like it can feel overwhelming, um, but you know, my classes are pass fail and um, my exams are multiple choice. So they try to replicate, um, you know, the step, like the board exams for our, for our um, like step one specifically for our exams. So those are multiple choice. And um, I think that makes it easier. I remember, you know, my bio classes were, were a lot of free response and, you know, having to think a little bit more, um, I don't know, a little bit more abstractly versus like, I feel like uh, it's a lot of effort, but it's not that hard, if that makes sense. It's kind of a strange paradox, I guess. I can't speak to medical school yet, but I know as far as my graduate program was concerned, I was very intimidated before I started because I did not know what I was getting myself into. And I feel like that post back year, I felt like a lot was on the line for me because I wanted to do a post back program to make myself more academically competitive because I did not have the highest GPA when I was at WNJ. And so it was, there was a lot of pressure, but I thought that the rigor of WNJ definitely prepared me for grad school and same type of thing. The workload was definitely different, but WNJ definitely taught me how to study and how to put in enough work to be able to succeed and graduate school went well. So we will see how medical school goes. Yeah, WNJ definitely prepared me well. It, it's a significantly different amount of information and you're asked to retain it in different ways. Um, we definitely covered a lot more. I think we covered the, like all of the stuff that I covered in biochem in like a couple of weeks in med school. And so like that was three or four biochem courses in three or four weeks, but you weren't asked to write paragraph responses. You, you get a multiple choice question on it. And so it, it's sometimes a little frustrating because you study everything and there's only one question on it. And sometimes that's just the way it works, but that's also kind of how medicine is. However, I will say coming from WNJ, my transition was much, much easier going from WNJ to med school in terms of knowing how to study and just get through it and be able to retain information. And so learning that early on definitely prepared me and made, made it a lot easier than, than it was for a lot of my med school peers. So I know you all touched a little bit on how you study uh, regarding the MCAT, but after being in med school and grad school, were there any tips or things you picked up there that you found to be a better way to study or, you know, just more beneficial for studying medicine? Um, do you have any tips there? I think, uh, I think it depends on the class. 
uh, for me, um, you know, for, and I was, I just finished microbio. So I did a ton of this, it's a resource called Sketchy and it's pictures that basically either videos and they end up with pictures um, where it like represents, you know, like a bacteria and just a bunch of different information about, if you, if you look at the picture, you'd never know what, what you were looking at, but it's like just a different memory tool. Um, but I think the biggest, probably the, the staple I have and like no matter what block I'm in is um, Anki and Anki is a flashcard app and it is um, spaced, spaced repetition um, and active recall. So it, you know, combines those, combines those two aspects and, uh, you know, it, I think that's like uh, super helpful. Just like I said, you have to memorize a ton. So it's, it's great for just being able to mem uh, memorize facts quickly. You know, I can get through like, I get through over a thousand cards in a day. Um, and there's pre-made decks that basically match exactly the coursework, right? Because, you know, what a, what a cell does doesn't change from Penn State to Rochester with PCOM. It's We're all learning the same thing. So um, these universal resources are super helpful. Yeah, I think it ultimately comes down to what works for you. There's a whole bunch of different resources out there. I tried, tried my own way, tried to you know, incorporating some of the different resources. And it ultimately is gonna depend on whether your tests are pass fail or your courses are pass fail. Ours weren't, ours were number graded. And then we were ranked into quintiles for like our Dean's letter. And so there was, it, it was a little bit more pressure although the pass fail courses were kind of nice because then it was a little bit less pressure. So I think that plays a role into, into how you study in some of those things. And then also um, just really finding out what works for you um, in, in studying for like, steps a lot of people used uh doctors in training where it was kind of a summarized video based um teaching course with um some handouts I, I didn't find that terribly helpful it just didn't work for me doing the question the practice questions worked for me a lot better just because it was it, it was just the kind of high yield stuff you needed to know and that, that was helpful so i think my biggest piece of advice is try what you know works when you first get there if that doesn't work don't don't hesitate to try other things and, and find what really works for you because everybody learns a little bit differently and it's about trying to figure out what trying to trying to meet your goal whether that's a pass fail or or whatever else you need to pass um you'll the the material will be repeated for you enough over time that by the time you're a clinician you, you will you will learn it um but that's uh ultimately it took me like six years of doing it to finally figure out something that worked and that was in residency and it only only worked because I had to make it work with a limited amount of time and so sometimes that's what it takes but it, it, but I got there eventually so Mr. Ferrer I got a couple of questions about clinicals um when your clinical experience started how did that compare to the more lecture style learning you were accustomed to up until that point and uh was it a tough transition or how did that work so it is completely different. You go from sitting in class all day to being in a hospital or a clinic for most of the day. Uh, it is it is quite the transition initially because I know when I went to class, it was in a big lecture hall. We would go in, we could come and go as please. The lectures were recorded. So a lot of times what I would do is go to class in the morning, go home, go to the gym, do some more lectures at night and be caught up. And that was kind of my schedule. It was on my own time. I could study whenever I wanted. And then my first clinical rotation was surgery. And we got there on the first day and they're like, yeah, so we start rounds at four o'clock in the morning. So we're expecting you to be here at about 2.30 to pre-round on your patients and be ready to go at 4 a.m. And uh, yeah, we'll probably let you go home by 7 p.m. And that was my life for the first two months. And it was just like, holy goodness, this is different. And so 
you adjust. I don't think, I, looking back, I don't think there was anything that could have happened that could have prepared me for that, to be honest with you. Uh, you just you just adjust. And even though like in, in residency, I worked in the hospital a lot, did a lot of OB, and now I, I work in an outpatient clinic where I see patients in office most of the day. Um, it, it's changed. And so my workflow has changed. And that's just, that's kind of the nature of the game. Um, I, I personally liked clinicals a lot better because I'm much more of a hands-on learner than a book learner. Um, it, things just stick like that for me. So I did a lot better on the clinical side than I did in the classroom side. But um, yeah, it is completely different and it will be, it, it'll be an adjustment, but it, it's one of those things where you can finally start putting into context a lot of the stuff that you're, you're learning uh, to answer multiple choice questions. So that was, that was really cool to see it actually apply to people and see stuff work. So I got a couple of questions about what the life of a med student looks like. Would you guys mind going over your experiences, things that worked, things that didn't work, uh, you know, your study life balance and how things kind of played out for you? Yeah, so I think it, uh, I think it depends on what, I, I think it depends on your personality, your study habits and things like that. There were couple of my friends in med school who like they they never left the library that that totally wasn't me um and so I kind of went into like what my daily thing was you know the weekends before tests I would study uh, the other weekends where we didn't have a test I'd put in a little bit less time and make sure that I still enjoyed my life because I went straight through so um I was in my early 20s um during the first two years of med school so still trying to still trying to enjoy some of that life and I, I think it worked out well I, I think it depends on what you're going for. If you're going for something super, super competitive uh, in terms of specialty and your school grades you, you're going to be, you're, you know, you're going to have to put in the time to get the grades. Fortunately, by the time I determined I was, I was doing family medicine, and I wouldn't say that I slacked off, but I, I let myself enjoy life a few more days of the week and make sure that I got some family time and personal time in. Um, I, I think it really just depends on your approach, what works for you, how you figured out how to optimize things and um, what, you, what, what you need to do in order to get the job done. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely agree with Dr. Ferreira. That's, uh, that's great advice. I mean, I think I'm still working on the best system, the best system for me. Um, I mean, most, it was more, I felt um, more stressed in my first semester because I just, you know, you don't know what to expect that much. So, um, I didn't let myself have as much free time, but now I go, to, you know, I go to the gym three to five days a week. Like I make sure I get like, you know, spend time to exercise. I, um, you know, I just take more time to, to cook. Um, you know, I, I like, um, I live with my girlfriend Gia from WMJ and we like to watch basketball together or we'll watch Netflix. Like we pretty much do something like every night. So it's definitely important to um, like, at least to me that, set aside time to, to be a person because, you know, it can be, it can be so stressful being like, just it, it's, there's always like more you can learn. So it's like that kind of like, it can, it, some, it can weigh on you definitely and be like, oh, I should be studying. But it's like, no, like take a step back. It, like, it's, and that's something I think like I've been uh, getting much better at recently, but like, I'm still, I'm still figuring, still figuring it all out. But being on Zoom, I think is a huge benefit because I, we have eight o'clock eight lectures and they're also recorded. But so if I want to go to the lecture, maybe I want to be able to ask questions. I can wake up at 7.55, 7.59 for an eight and be on time for an eight o'clock lecture. So that's that's a great aspect. Just, I mean, it helps me get an extra half hour of sleep, which which is big. Um, but if I don't want to go to the lecture, then I'll sleep, then I'll sleep in later. And I just, I'll study on my own. I think that's 
um, a great aspect of the preclinical years is, is you have more flexibility. Yes, you have, like, you have to study. There's work you have to do, but you get to choose when you study. Like if I want to go to the gym in the morning, I'll get to the gym in the morning. If I want to in the evening, I'll go in the evening. So it's like nice to be able to have that flexibility right now. Same type of thing with grad school. When I first got there, since I didn't know what to expect and how much time I really had to put into my courses, I was definitely doing less. I was doing more studying and doing less normal human things. But as soon as I got acclimated and figured out exactly what needed done, I mean, you could pretty much live your normal life. You could do what makes you happy, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's hanging out with your friends. We would go into Washington, D.C. often since our program was in Rockville, Maryland. And then by um, the fall semester, I was involved in some extracurriculars. I was volunteering at a few, like at a hospice inpatient unit and a few other things. And so it was definitely easy to juggle like school extracurricular life. But whenever spring rolled around and I was working on finishing grad school, studying for the MCAT and getting application materials together, I was losing my mind, but I still made time to work out and do things that would kind of refresh me or else you are just gonna it's not gonna go well so it's important to definitely stay in touch with the things that make you happy on a day-to-day -day basis yeah I'd agree I mean even going forward like in residency I, I didn't do the best job at self-care and that's something that I'm still working on just trying to find that balance because the workload never stops but a couple of things that that I've realized real late in the game here is that I'm glad I didn't spend 24-7 of those four years in the lobby and I got to enjoy and I went on trips when I was able to and went out to dinner and, you know, did all that fun stuff because you don't get that time back. And, you know, it is important to be able to set aside time for yourself. It might only be 15 or 20 minutes, but when you can dedicate that to yourself, it really, really makes a huge difference in this process that is just an absolute marathon of constantly giving of yourself and so those little those little breathers that you can take are really really important and even now as a, as a clinician um like i set aside time to run or exercise every day regardless because without that i actually do worse so even though i i'm able to take an hour to an hour and a half to do that and it seems like how is that possible well it's possible because when i take care of myself i'm more efficient and so that was something that it took me until about a year ago to realize but definitely something that looking back to how I how I did it in med school, I, I did do that and it did work. So those those things are really important. And you know, I'm 10 years into the game at this point and glad that I figured it out now and not 10 years from now too. Okay, so I'm getting the sense that med school is a huge workload, very stressful. And one of the questions I actually got was, have you ever regretted your decision? I mean, even at WNJ, was there ever a time where you were like, you know, I'm going to have to be in college X number of years. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's very stressful. Maybe I shouldn't do this. You know, was there ever a time you felt like that? And if so, how would you push through it and motivate yourself to uh, follow through? Pretty early on still. I haven't had any regrets, but um, I can't say I don't have, like, uh, feelings of, you know, like, like, I'm missing out on on my young adult life because I see all of my friends. It's a Saturday night, right? 11, 12 o'clock. I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm still studying because I have an exam Monday. Like the weekends before exams are always the worst. But I'm studying 11, 12 o'clock. All my friends who kids I hung out with in college, they're all together, you know, drinking, having fun. And I'm and I'm here um, by myself, you know, 
doing doing work and it's like yeah that like that part's not fine like i mean there's no doubt but um you know i think one thing that that helps motivate motivate me is so we do get um a couple hours a week of getting to be in the hospital and um inter interviewing patients and uh getting to do physical exam which is great to a great experience to have in your first year and it's one reason i love that is because it's just so it's so refreshing to be able to get the clinical experience even if it's just one or two hours a week just to remind yourself like this is this is why like because you know you're learning so you can so eventually you yourself can be able to help these people um people who need, really need it most because i mean people not people who are in the hospital people who are going to the doctors a lot of times you know you're seeing them at like their most vulnerable and um so you're in a you're in a very unique position that that is it i mean already just my first year it feels like i volunteer at a, at a clinic it's just so rewarding to feel like you're you're making a difference for people so for that reason like it only makes me more excited but um no no regrets I feel so naive because I haven't even started school and I'm like, no regrets, but I can actually, I don't have any regrets this far either. Once again, even in college, it was kind of the process just to get into medical school is so long and drawn out. And especially this gap year that I've been home, sometimes it does feel like, oh my goodness, I've been saying I've wanted to be a doctor since the age of 14 and I'm 24 and I'm just now like starting the journey. So sometimes you're like, vision does get a little cloudy when it seems like your goal is so far away but i definitely agree that your little interactions with people um definitely kind of refreshes and makes you see the end goal again that's what my current job i work for upmc it's like a state-sponsored program and we go into nursing homes to help with COVID infection prevention and just kind of doing that hands-on work and um receipt like the gratitude of the nursing home administrators it is it's very rewarding and you're like okay this is what this is what I want to do with my life. So once again, no regrets, but it is, it's quite the process and I'm sure it just keeps getting more intense. So it's definitely, I, I feel that this is definitely the right thing because I don't have any regrets. I'm not, I, I've never, never really thought hard about, man, there's something else I should have done besides medicine. Like it's definitely the right choice. That being said, I had questions many times along the way of, why on earth did I choose this? Like a first organic chemistry class at WJ, what on earth am I doing here? That like then the first biochem test in junior year, oh, same, same experience. And that's just when you thought you had it figured out. And that keeps happening. But like now that now that I'm not now that I'm on the clinical side actually taking care of people, it's and, and even residency was tough. Like when I was a silly fourth year, I was like, oh, I want the easy residency because I don't want to work hard. And I got I matched into the hardest residency I could have ever gotten into. And we like pushed up against that work hour restrictions almost every single week for three years. So it like, I mean, our, the one schedule was 12 16s in a row and then two days off and 12 16s in a row and two days off. And we did that for nine months in a year. And so like it, there were, there were times where I'm just like, you just like, why am I doing this? But then each and every one of those times, something magic happens and like might not happen, might not happen frequently. But I, even even things haven't been easy with COVID here, and we have a lot of responsibilities, and we're short on people. But the like a couple like within the past month, um, we we were able to diagnose one of our patients with 
autoimmune hepatitis, which is a, a one in a million case, one in a million occurrence in the United States. So he, this patient's like one of 330 people in the country that have this disease. He's been looking for a diagnosis for three years. We found it, we treated him, and it's been, we've literally 180'd his life from being sick every day to, being, to feeling fine. And that has been one of, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. That has been one of the coolest things about medicine is that you can have that effect on somebody's life and instantly change it. And that is cool. And I probably told this story six or seven times because I'm really proud of it. And I still get goosebumps because that's how much it means. And that's, that's, that's what it's about. And so it's, do, do, have I questioned why I've done this a lot of times? Yeah. Have I ever regretted it? No, because of that moment right there. And that, that's the cool part. Wow. That's amazing, really. My next question was about to be, uh, what do you love most about it? But I think you all kind of answered it that one. So uh, uh, this next one's kind of directed at you, Dr. Ferrer. What does the application process for residency look like? Can you uh, walk us through how your experience went with that and how it works? So that's a great question. And the other thing too for that, it's, it's changed recently where, so there used to be two matches. There used to be a DO match and an MD match. Uh, they were separate. That's all combined now from my understanding. I think last year or this year was the first year that it was done like that. And so when I when I went through it, what you did was there's an application process that opens um, like summer of fourth year. So you apply online and your application gets shot uh, electronically to all the places that you apply. They'll review it. And then um, a lot of them send secondary applications or, or, or um, uh, requests for interviews, those types of things. You set up interviews. Um, and go do your interview, get your match list ready, and um, submit for it. Now that, that like what, 15, 20 second rundown summarizes like a nine month process from like June, July of fourth year to like match days in, in March. So, you know, it's a, it's a long process. A lot of times when you're in clinicals, especially fourth year, there's, there's a good number of elective months or blocks that you, can, that you can have. I think so we had like nine of them or something like that, which was really cool because then you can schedule with the hospitals that you're, that you're really interested in. They have a good program or they have the type of program that you want. Um, and so you go rotate there for four or six weeks. And that is almost like an audition where you can, where you show what you have. And so it's more than just, you know, six hours on interview day and maybe a dinner the night before. It, it, it becomes a it becomes a full like in-depth that dive. And so even for family med, which isn't terribly competitive, that was really helpful for me to be able to rotate at some of the places that, um, that I wanted to go or even schedule like the required rotations there. There was a couple where I scheduled like internal medicine subspecialties like cardiology and neurology to rotate at, but I still got to interact with their, their, their program. Uh, even though it was a little bit, it was, it was separate. We worked with different docs, but I still interacted with somebody every day. And so th those, those types of things were really helpful. Um, I think that's probably a good summary without getting into too much detail. I think that's probably a good summary of, of how that process works. Nice. Well, Dr. Ferrer, Sam, Hannah, thank you guys for your time today. I really appreciate you helping out with the podcast. And uh, that's all the questions I had today. If you'd like to get in touch with them or learn more, feel free to contact Career Pathways. But uh, thanks for listening. Bye.